Hey, girl. Hey, God, you ready for today's episode? Yes, I am ready. I'm all plugged in. I'm tested. Let's go. Okay. All right. I. What are we doing today? I thought we would lead like heavily into X-Men, hit some scream. I think um, actually let's lose the X-Men. And I think we should just talk about some scary movies. Oh, okay. What's your favorite scary movie, Brett? <laughs> Good one. Um, I, scream. <laughs> really? Scream is your favorite scary movie? Okay, stop. I don't want to stop. I feel you look so sexy there lying in your rogue t-shirt. The fuck? Oh, you, I wear this t-shirt all the time. Just stop fucking with me. Let's let's start the episode, okay? Well, usually you would start the episode with Jeff, but here's the thing. You're not on the phone with Jeff. Well, then who the fuck am I on the phone with? Someone inside your closet. What? Not the mask. Not, uh, oh, hi. It is me. <laughs> what the fuck? I came to New York to stab you. What? Why? Here, let me stab <sighs> you again. <sighs> you stabbed me twice in the stomach. I'm fine. Okay, great. Want to go to industry? No. Oh. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode 253 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. I am your host, Evil Woo. Jeff, and here as always is my other co-host, Brett. Hello. What's up, Evil? Hi. Ah, uh, can you believe I came all the way here to New York to kill you? Just to stab me, but I survived because yeah. stabbing, not that bad, according yeah. to Scream 6. You can get stabbed in the back, you can get stabbed in the front, you can get stabbed by two people you can many get stabbed times. Anywhere. It does it's not fine. matter. You're fine. Yeah. We will talk about Scream 6 later on in the show, I hope. Yes. All right, good. Good, good. Uh, I'm sure you and I have a lot to say about it. But first, how about some hot topics? Hit the new music. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Clearly, the hot topic of the day is something that happened on Sunday, and that is the Oscars. Dun, Gay dun, Super Bowl. Dun, 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 dun. Are somebody getting married? <laughs> I am to Hollywood. Here comes the bride, all dressed in gold. Um, the Oscars happened. What did you think? I definitely felt when did this, they ever? They had a uh, Jimmy Kimmel, so I was like, Jimmy "Oh, Kimmel. we're going to try and go back to basics. We don't want to do anything interesting. We don't want to do anything controversial. We don't want to do anything edgy. We just safe. want it to look like a safe, normal, nonviolent Oscar night. Safe. We're being safe. We're being normal. We 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 actually paid some good joke writers to write some not that bad jokes." I will tell it's you this. Fine. Let's talk about the, the 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 format of the show. I felt Jimmy Kimmel had a great opening monologue. Great opening monologue. But I felt most of the in-between bits were awful. 
Yeah, they were. It was this weird balance of, and they, they were okay. I mean, they were okay. And I going up to Malala, hit. asking Malala. That did not hit, especially Cocaine Bear and Malala Girl. No, like just leave Malala the fuck alone. All right, like she did the punchline bit. That's it. You don't do a Malala callback. Yeah, you don't call back Malala. It's a rule of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yeah, that was pure and simple. I mean, you know, five okay performances of songs i thought lady gaga and rihanna were both masterful top tier oh they own the see, oscars disagree disagree <gasps> no rihanna top tier lady gaga top tier. so obnoxious you just do- <laughs> like literally so okay this bitch showed so up to the oscars showed up to the oscars and then walked back Looking like looked into a mirror sh- and she was like somebody you know what no Somebody grabbed me my makeup wipes and then she you wiped please? all the makeup off. And then she had the nerve to get up and be like, all right. And I'm paraphrasing it. This isn't what she said, but this is what she meant. All right, everybody bring that camera in close, <laughs> bring it in closer. I want you to be able to see my nose hairs. Now I know this song is for Top Gun, but actually it's about me. And people were like, no, it's actually about a song of a friend who committed suicide. And I'm like, oh, that she monetized for Top Gun? Fuck her. I don't know. It was just a little too obnoxious. And Lady Gaga, I mean, people are like, but the singing, I'm like, of course, Lady Gaga always tears the house down. Sure, sure. Singing. She's always great. But that whole thing of like, look, I don't care that I'm at the Oscars. I'm wearing torn off jeans and no makeup. It was was just a performance. But it was so obnoxious how she started off saying that. I wanted to slap her right across the chops. I could not Everyone wants to slap Lady Gaga. I know. But then Rihanna was giving me what I wanted. Rihanna was like, she was looking fabulous. And like, she was on a pedestal that was rising. She was hitting high notes. Like I was like, yes, give it to me. Did you see, (laughs) did you see um, online? It's a picture of Lucy LaDuca in Rihanna's look at the Oscars, but she has no pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, but let's talk about the thing about all quiet on the Western front. What a sweep. Of course, I mean everything, everywhere, all at once. But that's what this show had what you wanted because every theory, every uh, all quiet on the Western front started winning a bunch of awards. And you're like, wait, and you're like, whoa, 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 Uh-oh. whoa. Wait, is this going to, is this going to take it? Because right early Shisa. on, we got me, we got some Kihi Kwan, but we also got a Jamie Lee Curtis. We got a Jamie Lee, which listen, we, we felt the momentum. It. That's not what we wanted. It's not what we wanted, but we felt the momentum. We knew she played them like a fiddle. Uh-huh. She's a true professional in every interview. She played them all. But also, I will say this. Jamie Lee Curtis's role in Everything Everywhere, that is 1000% the type of role that wins the Best Supporting Actress Oscar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They always give the supporting actor and actress to like the weird, cool one. Or they do a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, not actually. Did I mean actually? Love actually? Before this show, girl. <laughs> Love actually? It's late for me. 
we're recording later than usual. Sorry. Anyway, I loved the Oscars. Yeah, I do think, of course, I really want, if I was giving it to who I felt deserved it, it was Stephanie Sue. So I found it yeah. strange that they were all like, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is the one who should get it. And I felt they were doing it for the body True. of work then. But that was where it becomes weird if you're going to be giving it to someone for the whole legacy. Oh, they gave it to the Nepo baby. But then Angela Bassett has the bigger legacy, I feel, that deserves she, an Oscar. Does she? We debated this. Uh, at work of like who if you were to go on career alone like contribution overall alone would you give it to Jamie Lee or would you give it to Angela I would give it to Angela Bassett because Angela Bassett is an inspiration for the entire black community she is the actress for that group of people Jamie Lee Curtis is not is like what for People white girls who could, or for scream queens? I feel that just doesn't hold a candle to that. I'm but I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I I love her, love her, love her. We talked before about how we loved her in uh, Freaky Friday. I loved her changing her outfit in True Lies. However. And people, I just love that scene. Only the one where she changed her dress. Just for the, just that part. The rest of the movie is stupid. Um, but I will say this: some people are talking, and I'm I'm not one to say whether this is true or not. Of course not. No. But people no, are course. saying, "Oh, it's racism." But I, I would rather say than racism. I think it's more about Marvel. I think people I do too. didn't want to Absolutely. give it to a Marvel movie. Absolutely. I think most of the people were voting is like, oh, I'm going to give it to this arts, the acting in this artsy movie, not Absolutely. from a big blockbuster Marvel movie. Uh, when they were like, the choice between Marvel and not Marvel, they're all going to take not Marvel because yeah, they've I think grown. It's the Marvel really they have such contempt for the Marvel now. Everyone has such contempt for the Marvel. Yeah. Not but me. luckily, Black Panther did win. Did win Ruth Carter. Ruth Carter, second Oscar, first black woman to win two Oscars. Which is kind of horrifying that that hasn't happened yet. She's incredible. She's great. She's great. Uh, How did you do on your Oscar pool? Um, I did not actually do an official Oscar pool. But but everything I... But the main ones that I wanted to win won... Except for Angela Bassett, but I was so happy for for Jamie Lee Curtis because I love Oscar trivia. I love me some Oscar trivia. Do you know the only other two movies that have three best, um, have three acting Oscars for the same movie? Um, The last time this happened... Yeah. Was in the 70s. So, okay. I was going to say, it's not Silence of the Lambs because nobody got supporting no. for that. It just got the two leads. Um, so, this was in the 70s. So, we're talking three, say it again, three performances from. Yeah. No one's ever gotten all, no movie has ever gotten all four awards. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, right, right. Um, My Fair Lady? No, the 70s. The 70s. Uh, I have no idea. Network. Rocky. Network with Faye Dunaway and Robert Redford. Not Robert Redford. Who is it? Um, what's his name? I forget his name now, but he di- it's uh he died. He actually was one of the first people to win a posthumous Oscar. It's the guy who's like, I'm mad as hell. Mad as hell, and, and I'm, I'm not, not going, going to take, take it, it anymore. anymore. And then the girl, the woman who came along, she was in um Poltergeist. She was the <gasps> one, the woman who Tangina? Not the little tiny lady. <laughs> Joe Beth Williams? Uh, no, she was the first one that came to look at the ghosts. Oh, 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 oh. Um, 
that the first one. She had like reddish hair. And then- yes, yes. It was her mom. It was her. Wasn't that like the grandmother? Oh no, she brought the crew, crew and, and then the his guy face t- fell tore off. His face off. Yeah. Anyway, that actress. She also has the record of having the shortest performance to win an Oscar at four minutes. Basically, William Holden comes in and he's like, I "I'm divorcing that was Judy you." Judy Dench. I'm. Div- she has the second. It's the second. But she literally comes in and is like, "Hey," he's like, "Hey, I'm divorcing you for Faye Dunaway," and she gives a four-minute monologue and tears the house down. Network is a great movie. Very, um, it's if you haven't seen Network, watch Network. The other movie is Streetcar Named Desire. I need to see that as an adult. Oh, oh, I'm telling you this: if you are not gay yet, Marlon Brando. You watch Marlon Brando. In that little hot tank top in the beginning, and you're like, what are these tingly feelings coming over? (laughs) But I do love the fact that everything, everywhere, all at once has broken all of these records. Three acting awards. Three acting awards and not only best picture but best director and best Best screenplay. Best screenplay. Best editing. But and that's the thing. This is the first movie. To win that many of the top tier awards, no one That's has incredible. won seven top what tier awards. Records, oh, it's so great. And I'll tell but you this: know- when I saw this movie back in February, I yes, remembered girl. being like, Michelle Yeoh needs to win an Oscar for this. And then about halfway and through the movie, Kiwi Kwan. But but it was but I think Michelle Yeoh. It was like almost immediately. But but Kiwi Kwan halfway through, I'm like, what the? F- he is killing it i was like he needs to win an oscar and then by the end of the movie i was like fucking the stephanie sue needs to win an oscar i never really thought jamie lee curtis should win an oscar but but i thought she was amazing but jamie lee curtis is always amazing but i was like these they need to win oscars i never in my dreams thought that it would win best picture i never thought it would win best screenplay none of that i was just gunning like can you please just let michelle yo win the Oscar. I didn't even think Kiwi Kwan had a chance because it was, and now look at that. It, it's, it's now look so, at it. I cry. I mean, I cried almost. Oh, like, I was sobbing. I Wait, cried when she talk won, about, when Jamie Lee Curtis I, won. Yeah, I, cried. I cried when he, when he won. When he won, when Michelle I cried won. when Jamie Lee Curtis won. I cried when, when Brendan Fraser won. won. I cried when the sound guys yeah. from Top Gun won. Because I was still crying about Angela Bassett <laughs> not winning. But when I really cried, and I'm going to cry right now talking about it because I, I, Evil Jeff, now, keep in mind, I was, you know, half a bottle of wine in, <laughs> half, half, wink. And Harrison Ford is oh, announcing no, Best Picture. What you're talking about. And it hits me that I'm about to watch Harrison Ford hand a Best Picture Oscar to Short Round. And I lost my, like, I yeah. lost it. And then it happened. And Kihi Kwan was, ju- he ran onto the stage. He, he was like, 10 feet away from Harrison Ford and he started jumping up and down and pointing at Harrison Ford and then they hugged. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's too much. It's too much. And And to add to that is when Michelle Yeoh won. The only other actress of color that has ever won best. Halle Berry. Halle Berry is the one that handed it to her. Inspired. Inspired. Do you understand me? Instead of Will Smith, it was the other woman of color who won best act. Come on. Yes. Oh, so good. It's so good. Fucking good. And that's the thing is where 
If you look at the right, they're talking about the evil of woke culture and the evil of diversity. And you're just like, how can you not see this movie where you just see diversity and people of color like experiencing things that they've never they never thought they deserved to experience in America because it just they, they never, never saw people like them winning it. those things. How can you not see that and be like, oh my God, this is so inspiring? Like, fuck us. Like it's Ugh. so inspiring and wonderful, know, and you're like taking so a joyful. step forward. And then we just turn around, and, and Republicans like, are like, "This is what's wrong with America." What, right? Oh my God! Oh drop my God. dead. Seriously. And then we got the Daniels gave a speech, and they mentioned drag. How there's like nothing wrong with doing drag. It harms nobody. Ah, yay! I just all of it. It was such an emotional evening, and a lot of it was because of the Daniels and everyone in that movie. So good. I love seeing Sarah Polly win. That was so surprising. As that was well. great. I I've loved, loved Sarah seeing... Polly forever. I'm a very oh. big um, Hal Hartley fan. And, I'm a very big um, Go fan. Oh, Go. Oh, that's right. She's so great in Go. But yeah, she's like has been acting since she's been like a little kid. And yeah. then, did you ever see her, um, was it The Stories We Tell, her documentary? I don't think so. You should watch it. It's great. She made a documentary about her mother because there was all these rumors that they thought like, oh, you don't really look like your dad. Like maybe your mom had an affair and she decides to make a documentary like digging into her family no shit and it's it gets it's very juicy and very um fucked up and, and good yeah it's good. okay hell yeah oh. so anyway i i loved these oscars they were just so emotional and wonderful because the good guys won that's what it felt like yeah except for angela bassett we need except for angela i bassett. did i wish angela no, but you bassett know what won. you I know what wish. yeah but I you do know love what is the, happening still, right now yeah many many people are sitting down and thinking about how can I write Angela Bassett the meatiest role of her goddamn yes. life? There are yes. scores of people right now, like just being like, I- I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one to write her the meaty role that gets it. Because now we are all rooting for Angela Bassett to have an Oscar. It's going to be this thing. It's going to be this pop culture moment. This is for the long run a good thing. These are my top actresses. That the fact that they don't have act, um, Oscars. Is... You better Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, does she? She does. No, Michelle Pfeiffer does not have. She does. An Oscar. She does. For she what? has a uh, lead actress for um, the movie with Tommy Lee Jones. It has Sky in the title. That that was Jessica Lange. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I think she's oh, only. Been, she was nominated for Fabulous Baker the Boys Russia for House. lead, and she was nominated for Dangerous Liaisons. And I don't think she's ever been nominated since. But after seeing her in Ant Man, she was nominated for The Russia House. Okay, fine. Whatever that is. I never saw that. I think I made that up. Okay. I was like, that's a lie. I will say she hasn't, other than Ant-Man, where you're like, wow, you're the best thing in this. Um, I I don't care if she wins an Oscar or not. I just, I'd say if we're going to like old legacy actresses, I feel Glenn Close needs to have an Oscar. <gasps> yes. Um, but now going to the other ones, um, I feel Tony Collette needs to have an Oscar. Yes. I feel Angela Bassett needs to have an Oscar. I mean, absolutely. I feel Michelle Williams should have an Oscar by now. Yes. She's been nominated like six fucking times. Amy Adams has been nominated like almost seven times. I was going to say Amy Adams next. Yeah. Amy Adams needs to have an Oscar. And then just, I mean, she has, she's still green, but eventually uh, Florence Pugh 
eventually needs to have an Oscar. Oh, These for are sure. Actresses that I think need to have Oscars. Let's get that going. Stat. Let's get it going, people. Wait, Winona Ryder, does she have one? No. No, she was supposed to. Do you know what who happened? upset her? Winona Ryder won every award. She won the Golden Globe. She won the SAG. She won everything. Was that for Dangerous for Liaisons? Age, Age, the Age of Innocence, Martin Scorsese. Age of Innocence, that's what I meant. Yep. And do you know who fucking beat her at the Oscars? Who? upset. Um, a little girl from True Blood. <laughs> Anna Paquin for the piano? Anna Paquin for the piano. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that hilarious? That wow. fucking little bitch. <laughs> Ugh. And look at her now. Ugh. Anyway, let's 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 get a juicy roll for fucking Somebody write Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett a juicy roll, please. Maybe Diamonds and Butterflies Girl, you know, your fanfic about Emma Frost and Psylocke. <laughs> oh my god, should Captain I, Britain. Oh, Angela Bassett as Emma Frost? That would be kind <gasps> of amazing. I would love that. There we go. We've done it. <laughs> Here All comes right. your Oscar. Well, since you're just speaking of Emma Frost and X-Men, should we talk about some X-Men? Hit it. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Oh, my God, X-Men. Well, we're going along with uh, The Sins of Sinister is now at the year 100. Yeah, it sure is. And we got Nightcrawlers number two to give us a taste of what that awful place is like. Yeah. And if anyone, I was being like, oh, is uh, Mother Righteous, is she a good Sinister? <laughs> if any qualm no. you had before, uh, no, she's very, no. <laughs> very not good. She's awful. <laughs> They're all just vying to to be the the ruler. Yeah, oh, which is what you would expect from four sinisters. Yeah, and basically, it looks like Nightcrawler. If you if if you make a a, a chimera or chimera, however you pronounce it, with a Nightcrawler, they're able to use um, the Ghost Banshee. Whatever his name is, what's does he have a different Vox name? Ignis? Yeah, Vox Ignis. He's able to Ign- use Ignis. his voice to kind of free them from the sinister um, trap, but unfortunately, they're now like you know doing the bidding of Mother Righteous, who also is awful, and it looks like he put it in their DNA so that they can't reproduce. That the chimeras can't right. reproduce. However, there was a chimera that was like kind of mixed with. I don't know if it was Wolverine or X twenty three. I guess that's technically the same thing. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, but um, same thing. But she, uh, her healing factor took years, but eventually she was able but, to have a baby. Yeah, but when she had the baby, it immediately teleported away. Ugh, very much reminding me of the Madrox X Factor moment. Very much, but instead of absorbed, it was just poof in thin air. Um, and so she's all like, fuck this. And then um, the person who fathered the child, the other the Nightcrawler, uh, the Cyclops Nightcrawler that fathered the child, he was kind of like, this is so fuck me up. But if you're kind of, if you kind of lose your way, the voice of Sinister starts coming back in your head. Yes. And so all of them would do this suicide thing where they would like just teleport into the sun. Where were they teleporting to? Isn't that the force field surrounding the Moiras? Oh, is that what that is? Oh, I could. I was like, where is that place? 
Yeah, I think that's what was stolen from Sinister. So if that's happening, does that mean Mother Righteous is ha- is the one that has it? I think so, yes. Okay, and then the real reveal we have at the end is that the baby is alive. The baby's alive. She's like, Mommy! Oof. And they tried to kill her. They what did, what did they teleport to her to kill her? Uh, the, the original Nightcrawler, right? Uh, the big monster, original Nightcrawler, to kill Mother Righteous, yes, did not did not work. She kills him, and then she's like, fuck you, she I'm going to fuck him. all of you up. So basically, there, she, the, all of those Nightcrawlers are about to fucking revolt. And I think it's interesting. I think what we're going to have is we already have one Sinister is dead. And the other Sinister, he's hanging on by a thread where all the X-Men are going to uh, uh, pretty much revolted against him. We kind was that the one where we saw like how the they they took over the Shi'ar. Are you talking about the Diamond one or the Orbis Stellaris one? Is that was that an immoral when when Xavier kills the entire Shi'ar Empire by making them all paranoid? Was that in Nightcrawlers or was that an immoral X Men? Oh, um, I think that was an immoral oh, okay. X Men. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, a lot happening. Hundred years in. Hundred years in. It, it's a dark, dark world. Um, we see old versions of, um, oh, we see the old, old Domino. Um, what, what was her name? Auntie Fortune? Um, we see the old Domino Nightcrawler from Nightcrawler's number one in this book. Mm-hmm. She's there for the birth of the baby right before the baby teleports. I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is thinking about this. It's like, oh, it's 100 years in the future. Who's all there? Well, if we consider the X-Men, all of the X-Men are there because they can um, come back to life. But Storm, I mean, it looks like Storm is old and alive in some of the stuff, but she can't resurrect. So is she just like in her hundreds? I think so. I think she'll be. Yeah. Shit. But it yeah. will be interesting seeing just like probably like a young Emma Frost being like, oh, yeah, after I was 70, I was like, fucking kill me. I need a young body again. <laughs> uh, I'm so worried that Emma's going to stay with a diamond on her head or something. Do you understand? It's like my worry about Gail Weathers dying. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I just feel that it's like you all saw the mistake you made when you made her go bad it went terribly wrong and terribly boring but that that's oh that's right you mean like in humans yes so i but what i was saying is i feel that this is like you're scared that it's going to make her like permanently bad i think it's actually going to fuck her up and make her even more guilty about how much she loved it oh just like um just like sam from scream six how she wants (gasps) has the hunger to kill but she wants to to stab someone so bad (laughs) we'll talk about scream six later let's talk about um x-men number 20 yeah we're continuing on with we were always like where's brew where's where's brew where's brew and then we find out oh he's just like hanging out and they're like uh why is um why is the brood he's killing like, everyone? He's like everything's no, they're not. I cool. Have control. He's like, look, dance, thriller dance, magic. Loved it. <laughs> she loved it. And then she's like, what do you mean? But they're attacking all these people. He's like, I have control of them. And she's like, well, what about when you're asleep? Uh oh, go to sleep. 
Uh oh, SpaghettiOs Freddy Krueger. It's fucking nightmare. Jean Grey, Jean Grey had to piss him off. She had to show she off. She slapped his ass. She had she to had it, show like, off and piss him off. She carried up. <laughs> but that's the thing is, did it end with like, did she, are they, can't she just beat him again and then end it? Uh, sure. I mean, he didn't he say he's like more powerful now? I guess, but I think this is what's going to happen is the, probably the next issue, she's going to kill Nightmare. But did you notice the quote at the beginning with Cyclops? What was it? At the th- at the very beginning, how there's always a quote. It's just kind of like basically with something where it was like, like the 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 brood can't exist. Like they they are meant for oh, destruction. Oh yeah. So I have a feeling this is Jean Grey is going to be like, oh, I killed him, so everything's okay. And he's like, no, sorry, it's just too risky. They're too dangerous. We need to genocide yeah. the entire species. Which... And I think there's going to be a rift between Jean Grey and Cyclops about that's this. exciting. Yeah. And she's going to be like, this is your fault, Emma. And I'm just going to be like, bitch, miss me with that shit. He's a grown man. You've had just as much mental influence over him as I have. Do you want to go shopping? I know. She's like, come on, Emma, you have to side with me. And she's like, oh, hell no. Every time he gets mad at you, he spends the night in my house, bitch. (laughs) Make him mad. (laughs) Make him mad. Uh, So. We have a lot of fighting with the brood. We have Iceman. He's doing great. Um, Talon, or, or you know, we'll go with Talon. That was a name equated with X twenty three before. There's precedent. She's cool. Sink's cool. Firestar's cool. Everyone's cool. We cut to Monet and Forge in nowhere. What happens there? I was confused of when they saw the dead versions of themselves. And then it was like back to like, all right, we're back. She's like, okay, now we're back. But I was like, how, what happened? Did they leave the gate and then come back in? Yeah. I felt like that. I was a little just confused. Yeah. I was a little confused there. Trying to think of what the reveal was because I really just want to get to the next thing. What was the reveal? There was a big reveal at the end of that, right? Oh no. Oh God. yeah, nowhere got sucked into a black hole. Like, aren't they in a black hole? Yeah. But wasn't there someone? Oh, there someone they did something. There? They did like. They did a black hole bomb. It was like I'm going to do this bomb. A black hole is going to open for like an eighth of a second. Yes, yes. And then what happened? <laughs> they just swirled into the black hole. That was it. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. God. Ah. Uh. I hate how my short-term memory works these days. It's I a could lot sit of information. I could sit there and describe point for point issue 150 through 300 of the Uncanny X-Men. Of but course. ask me, what did I just read? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. No, you, you know what, girl? You remember the next thing that happens. Our, our, our visitors are menacing visitors on Krakoa. Yes, I, oh I will God. say this. I love how she is drawn. She's great. I love her curls. And I and I will say this. It's interesting that she was never brought up because she's always been a mutant. I'm she's always about, been a mutant. And I am talking about. Um, wait, what's her name? Now? You're talking about Typhoid Mary, honey. Typhoid Mary. I love the. Um, I love Typhoid Mary, but who is Typhoid married to? Typhoid <gasps> Mary married to. The Wilson Fisk of crime of kingpins and crime. And because they apparently, like other countries, have a rule like, well, I guess the husbands can come along. Hello, North Star and Kyle. 
Kingpin is now like, hey, I'm on Krakoa. What's up? Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. He literally said his first words were Emma Frost. His first words. He was like, tell Emma Frost. It was the first thing this man said. He's obsessed with her. Well, Um, she fucked him over. Like literally that whole, his whole thing. uh, What was that called? What was that run called? Yeah, that was that Devil's Reign. Devil's Reign was basically of her just fucking him over and handing his ass to him. So he's out for revenge. So he's out for revenge. And now he's her neighbor. And her panel is iconic. Her punctuating panel in this issue. Describe it. She detects that he's there and she exclaims, fuck my lives. (laughs) My lives. Plural. God, she is so witty. I love her. She's a comic genius. (laughs) Ah, this is fun. So this is fun. This will be fun. Anyone, Anyone who wants to show up and make Emma Frost the main character, you are welcome on Krakoa. Yeah. Also having Kingpin versus Emma Frost on Krakoa. Because that's the thing is Kingpin. The one thing that Kingpin is, is a politician. And so the whole idea of her being on the the, the quiet council is all about politics. He's going to try and worm his way to get, he's going to try and find someone on the quiet council to be like, hey, what's up? It is hard though, because this is taking place outside of Sins of Sinister. And so part of me is like, what's, how is Sins of Sinister going to end? And is it going to change the makeup of the quiet council? So I am kind of confused of like, does this take place? Do you think after or before or? It's almost like Sins of Sinister. Just, it just goes back to a reset that winds up not changing a lot, except Mr. Sinister's gone maybe. Yeah, I feel and some. Then we replace there, him there with needs Wilson to be more Fisk. than. Oh my god! If they replace Sinister with Kingpin, yeah, I can see that, right? Oh shit! Do you th- because here's the deal. Do you think he would have the votes to do it? You don't have the votes. You he could get Evil Colossus. He could get Mystique. He could get Destiny. I think Evil Colossus is going to be addressed very, very soon. True. I'm, he would get Sebastian because he's like, oh, yeah, fuck Emma Frost. I'm trying to think of like who I don't We're think both he'd get old Nightcrawler. rich men with surprisingly hot bodies. He wouldn't get Storm. Anyway, I, that, that, I, I love the idea of Kingpin trying to play the Quiet Council. Yeah, that's incredible. Or if he doesn't, maybe he's trying to get Typhoid Miriam because it probably has to be a mutant. Ooh, Typhoid Mary. Anyway. She's chaotic. Yeah. Would you say she's chaotic evil or chaotic neutral? I think chaotic evil. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think that's I think where more she's like, skewed. Well, I, I also would love to have her and Legion get together. Legion? Yeah, because they both kind of have like split personalities and different powers with their oh, personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Excuse me. I love how you said it like, you're like, what are you talking about, you stupid fucking idiot? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, because they're very similar characters? Aha. Well, doesn't she, because it's Typhoid Mary, and isn't there like Bloody Mary, and then just Mary of Justice, or what's the... Or isn't it just Mary? There's one that's like... Mary, Bloody Mary, and Typhoid Mary. Okay. Like Mary's chill. Typhoid Mary is her. And Bloody Mary is, you know, she's the Jake Lockley. You don't want that one coming out. (laughs) 
Oh, they should do a split personality <laughs> comic <laughs> where it's like Moon Knight, Typhoid Mary, Legion. <laughs> um, let's talk about the uh, New Mutants Lethal Legion since you said that word. And so is this, are, have New Mutants ended and this is the new New Mutants? I guess. And is this written by somebody new or is this the same person? This is the same before? person who's been writing since Escapade has kind of taken the spotlight. I feel like this. It feels different, and not in a good way. Uh, I agree. It feels. It does feel juvenile, but yeah, I may not be the intended audience. Yeah, it is, is a, it made for like younger audiences? Because there's one where it's like there was just a lot of like cringy dialogue that I felt wasn't yeah, there before. I I can see perhaps new mutants, you know, wanting them them wanting to skew toward like a like a YA audience, which. Hey, that's great. But yeah. I definitely got that vibe. Um, I just but felt like we yeah, love a trans hero. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, right now. I just felt a little. Yeah, I wasn't as into it as the last. But one. yeah, like the, the Count Nefaria stuff. You know, it's just it's silly. Yeah. But I mean, there's a flying turtle named Hibbert, which, you know, it's a silly book now, and that's great. I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, you know, you have Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane's, you know, she's punching giant lizards. You know? It's all right. And then they're like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that's it on X-Men. I think so. Um, I think really quick. About, okay, go ahead. Oh, just really quick. I want to mention, because it was um, something you had brought up recently. The current run of amazing spider-man written by our hero zeb wells it is addressing what happened between peter and mj that whole like remember you asked me like why is mj mad at peter like why does she have kids now and so the story that is addressing how that all happened is starting now in case you want to read it oh so it actually was like no we it actually was, was a mystery dark. yeah oh okay i just thought i was stupid and wasn't like up to date I didn't oh, okay. know either, but now we know that we there was a reason. Oh, okay, cool. All and right, also, Mark. did you read Scarlet Witch? <laughs> no, I didn't read. Oh, oh was girl. that with Polaris? Yes. Did anything good happen in it? I mean, they go to Subatomica, like the microverse, like the quantum realm, and they have like a like a like a princess bride, like medieval fantasy, Lord of the Rings type adventure, but. Every page is a big splash page that's written like kind of like a scroll. Uh, so it's not a paneled comic in the middle of it. And it's good. Okay. Any revelations between them as like fake sisters? No, I'm just that they love each other. Ugh. <laughs> and they, they want to spend more time together. Gross. <laughs> It warmed my heart. I want to talk about murder. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Hit the music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. All right. If you've know if you've been listening to this podcast for if you know us at all, you know that one of our, our one of our top favorite franchises of all time is Scream. It's fucking Scream. It is Scream. And Scream 6 came out. 
And uh, we're going to do a one, two, three. <laughs> we are. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Loved, Loved it. it. Loved it. Loved it. I thought it was great. There was some issues I had with it, but but, we'll but talk. Things, we'll talk through them. But it's always uh but there there are things where it did not it take away from my enjoyment of the of the movie. Listen, we're top three. We're top three. We have You put broke, it as top three. I best, I am I, one, two, six, four, five, three. That's me. Wow. That's me. I will have this. I still have four. I still like four better than this one. So I have the, I will do one, two. You hold four, four in very high regard. I and it's because it. of the, it's because the killer reveal. Yeah. It's just so smart. <laughs> and I will, t- and, and I, but, and that's the thing is a lot of people were mad with this one because they felt the killer reveal was very obvious. Oh, I'll tell no, you this. No. I'll it, tell you this. I'll I t- guess yeah. the killer um, from, I think from three on, I guessed the killer. You've moment. guessed the killer every time. So I don't care about that. I don't, I don't I'm yeah. not demanding that that's I don't never, know who it is. That's <laughs> never been a major criteria for me. Like the killer reveal, it's it's like a mid-tier factor but in that the overall movie. will be complaint number one. I Oh, I have no complaint about it. I felt it was a little ham-fisted. All right. Well, oh, by the way, spoilers. Spoilers. spoilers we're going to spoil spoilers, everything. We're going to say who spoilers. did it. When the roommate was like, well, my brother died. I was like, oh, her dead brother is Richie. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> like, great. Immediately. I was just like, try Like, come on. Give me yeah. a little bit of like subterfuge. <laughs> a little. But then she, well, then they killed her off. Just but to it's but because you. I knew that when they killed her off, then I was like, oh, the dad's in She's on it. She's not dead. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, the dad must be in on it. I will say the only thing that surprised me is I thought it was just the two of them. I didn't think that there was a third. Curly hair kid. Having three ghost faces, great, great, great literal heightening. What I loved about the killer reveal in this one is it's the same fucking killer reveal as Scream 2. It's the same thing. Yeah. They just, this is so mapped on Scream 2 in terms Mm. of the van scene it takes place at college it ends in a theater it's the parent of the killer from the previous movie like it's all scream too just which is also okay but here's my prediction because i totally agree with scream seven is going to be goofy i think the scream seven is going to take place where they're going to be rebooting a new movie Mm -hmm. and i think someone who did not die in scream three will be making a return and will (gasps) be the killer who parker posey Oh God! Can you imagine? Could you imagine, Jennifer? <laughs> Amazing. Well, that means that Gail would have to be in it. Okay. And that is my only thing: is I'm at the point now where I'm like, I like this new group. We don't need the legacy people in it anymore. Because at this point, you either exactly. have to kill them or that have the them get stabbed this and ki- again. That and is so the beauty I'm like, of this movie. Let's just leave them, let them have their happy endings and let's, let's torture these new people. The, the news, like the, the nostalgia in Scream 6 is great. And there's a few touches I'll talk about, but the point I want to make is the new stuff clicked. Like yeah. the new, the yeah. new stuff finally works. Melissa Barrera as Sam 
measuredly improved her performance this movie than the last one. Yeah, I agree. And Jennifer Ortega is now like a huge star. Jenna Ortega is, she is, but she's also brought this emotional grounding to this particular Scream movie that kind of never existed in any other Scream before. The dark Samantha, but with her emotionally grounding sister as the new Sydney and Gail. Like, yeah, that shit just works. I like it. I love the mapping of the core four on Sydney, Gail, Randy, Dewey. Yeah, but here's the here's where that does not work. One of them should be dead. Yeah, well, that was, you know, that's the I think they also know like they they have real chemistry in those four. Yeah, they know but, we but, want to see them. The deal. You can you 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 can you, I'll, I'll accept a final three, but even by Scream Two, they had to fucking kill Randy. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. it's Dewey, Gale, and Nev, which which live on I... in every episode. And so once once they killed off Dewey, then it's like okay, we have these people, and I'm gonna give it to them this time because that was my other complaint. Is this is not enough people died? Yes, true. After. Um, Mindy's girlfriend died. No Which, one died like, except for the killers. Fair point, but I value the survivals as much as I value the deaths in no, these movies. I'm, that I'm not, totally I'm sorry. Okay, doesn't bitch, bother me. Bitch, only for Courtney Cox. When Courtney Cox survived, I I'm was like, happy we still get Mindy happy. and uh, I was Chad. happy. No. Oh, Mindy, I was so happy when with. she. Mindy, don't kill the lesbian off. I'm fine with. Chad should have. Oh, I'm, not only I'm sorry. should he have died, he had two people stabbing him like oh, fifty times in the chest. Did no. you see those titties? You see how big and meaty those titties are. Ain't nothing. I don't care. You don't get stabbed twenty times in the chest. You by see two those abs, knives, and then you fucking die and don't die. No, I, I, ridiculous. To me, that is such a. The whole thing is ridiculous. But to me, that was such a comedic touch because he's the Dewey, and so yeah, he but did I also, the Dewey but I don't thing. care. No, he's not the Dewey. He is the Ugh. Dewey. He's he's with G- the Gale. <laughs> they they could they mapped them one for one. But I think I, he needs to go. I, I'm ready for it. By the next, the next installment, that some of them need. If none of them die in the next installment, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill them. What if Sam kills one of them in the next installment? Well, I Ooh. think that's. I mean, it does very much seem like they're setting up that eventually she's going to crack. That will and be it's the, going to be yeah. sister versus sister. That's fantastic. I think they're setting that up, and I think that's going to be fun and great. I think that is fun and great. Um, also fun and great was that ladder scene though. You mentioned oh, Annika's death great. before. Great. That is an iconic scream scene. The subway, and seriously, I was so surprised that Mindy survives the subway attack because mm-hmm. why not like kill her? Like, why did you not kill her? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make sense. It was the um, same thing, but notice how they always are like, oh, I'm going to, but it's like, they either stab you in the head or they stab you in the stomach. And I'm like, do you not see what's happening when you're stabbing in the stomach? They we're all die. surviving. How about Everyone, you stab more in the head? Every survivor in this movie, at some point in this movie, gets stabbed in the stomach more than once, sometimes yeah. 38 times. Yeah. And they I are I mean, alive. even Jenna Ortega's, what's her characters in the? Tara. Tara stabbed in the back. Stabbed in the back. She's, and she's walking. She's like, everyone. And she's okay? just running around. She's, she's like, like oh, what are you doing? She's like, the mashed potato. Yeah. She's fine. Kirby is now oh, uh, a main Kirby. character as well. Kirby softened the blow of not having Sydney and Dewey. That helped. Yeah. 
and that's why I like the idea of I think they need to bring a Scream 3 character back, which I think they should bring back Parker Posey. Yeah, I they absolutely should. should. And well, like you know leave what, you know Courtney, Co- leave Courtney and Nev, like and like leave them. Like they don't need to be in it anymore. Not because I don't love them, but because when they're in it, they don't need I, to be I, in I it. also I don't need that pressure. Like you, no. I was screaming the whole entire time with get, her scene. I'm like, is she gonna die? No, please don't kill her. Please even, don't kill her. Please don't. Kill even her, at the end, they're yeah. like, Gail, Gail. We and you know what? They probably went back and forth on whether or not they were going to kill Gail. Because if you if you notice, I think it was an overdub of like an EMT going, we have a weak pulse. Like that was done post. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they could have not had that line and left us with a dead Gail. And it the movie would not have changed except for not hearing that line. Ugh. That's how like unclear it was. It's just, and it's also very strange because I... Watched. Um, this is a side note. I also recently was watching a TV show called The Flight Attendant. And Love. don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to make a connection here. And last night, I decided to watch. After the Oscars, we put on that horrible romantic comedy starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, which I think it was like My Place or Yours on Netflix. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was like the same one as the Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis one. Well, no, it's basically like, oh, I live in New York. You live in L.A. We're going to like switch places. Oh, that sounds great. It's so it's it's very horribly. And it's written by a girl who did Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and she wrote The Devil Wears Prada. So it like Rachel had Bloom. everything. No, no, no. Rachel McAdams uh, is in it. Ra- Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom is in it. Oh, and weird. a bunch of people from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are in it. But it was just terrible. It's terrible. But the reason I'm bringing this up is the L.A. apartment is the same apartment from Flight Attendant, which there's characters from Flight Attendant in it. And the apartment in that Ashton Kutcher's taken in New York is Courtney Cox's apartment in Scream. Oh, God, finally. And I was like, that looks like Courtney. And they're like, no. And then they go out on the balcony. And I'm like, oh, no, that's the same fucking it's the same fucking oh that's hilarious so it's like if you want to see the scream courtney cox apartment in a romantic comedy (laughs) it's on netflix that's triggering for you i'm so sorry (laughs) you're like no (laughs) um what was awesome for me was according to gail's address she totally goes to my gym (gasps) oh yeah she lives near you that's she's right. She does ne- live near you. She's four blocks away from my Equinox. Oh, my God. Oh, you go to Equinox? Girl. How fancy. Mm-hmm. My uh, fiance goes to Equinox, too. Well, okay, oh. let me change that. He's a member of Equinox. <laughs> whether he goes is another story. And Equinox I loves customers like him. think it's a waste of money like by the amount of time he goes is another story. Yeah, it's not cheap. No, anyway, this is how uh, just just to, Joe, we have a place where there's an Equinox and an Erwan. I don't know if you have Erwans where you are. No, what is that even? Erwan makes Whole Foods look like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, do you want an apple for $10? Ooh, and then next to it is also a Fred Siegel. And then there's a parachute, which is where we buy our sheets, which is like $300 sheets and, and linens and all that stuff and they're all together and so of course joe is like there all the time like ooh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ah uh, but scream scream was great and speaking of joe he hated it oh what come on really he 
well, hated it, and we got right? into a, he, we got into, was the reveal into, boring for him? We got into well, he hated the uh, the last one too, and he's like he's like these don't count. He's like I don't think these count. They're so bad. Oh, we all know and, what that is. And but the thing is, is everything that he's complaining about, I was like, that's all in the first movies, and I think the problem is, is these movies really mimic the '90s scream style. It's a genre, and it mimics that style of the '90s movie. Oh, and yeah. I think he's this watching it in a, like with a modern view, being like, "No, they should do this, this, and this." And it's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, the original scripts don't like." And so he didn't believe me. So then he started watching all of the older screen movies, and I was like, "Look, it's the same thing." He's like, "No, this is better, and those are bad." And I was like, no, "I give up." The, the Ready or Not guys are doing a great job at like making it feel like Scream. I think that's the beauty of Scream 6. It still feels like Scream, even though it's about all these new people. Although I will say, and this is why 2 is still number 2. Number 1, Scream 1 is number 1 just because it sets up yeah, the whole the entire Drew Barrymore death scene. It's just amazing. Nothing the reason number the 2 is number 2, it has the most blood, ten- like the tensest... Like when she, they are in the cop car and have to crawl over Ghostface's body in two. Oh my God. Gail in the sound When Gail studio? is in the sound booth and then Dewey dies and it's the bit, the most fucking tense, the beginning, the, the movie murders with Jada. Oh, the movie. Oh my God! There's the murders are so good in the second one. Oh, two is two is my favorite movie. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. And I will say this is the one missed opportunity that I wish they did more in the subway scene. I wish they faked it out more. I wish they faked it out where you thought the ghost face was with the other group of people. Oh, like a little signs of the lambs thing. Like, oh no, it's Jodie Foster at his door. Not the and FBI. then when you think it's coming, you think it's coming for them. And then it cuts and it comes to Mindy. I, I was just- yeah, that's really funny. I think I had the same kind of thought. Like I thought uh, my, my little brain that does predictions, you know, like yeah. three times a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I did that too. And then my other, the other thing I loved about the movie is how they, they changed the beginning killing. Oh, so good. Where they brought in they, new killers and revealed them. And they, they, so that's where I was like, oh, they're, they're playing with it. They're playing with it and giving us something new and something fresh. Yes. Um, I loved it. Um, Smar weaving was great. They let her do I, her, I, I do, her I do wish accent. hers lasted a bit longer because I was really having fun with her character being like a film professor. That was great when she was talking about, you know, it says little things about pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the one other thing I had is I do feel the, the the scenes where they were trying to develop the like emotional connections and everything. Sometimes I was like, I get it. Okay, let's get Yeah, there. yeah. No, I me too. <laughs> but I'm like, honestly, but I was like, oh, but thank you for doing it. Like, okay, I'll yes, be patient. Yes, yes. And they're good acting. I'll be patient. It's, it's all great. This is what you like, need. If we didn't have this, we'd be like, it wasn't good. And then can we also just say how hot the guy from the other two, I don't know what his name is. Oh, Josh Segarra. Oh, oh my God. He is so hot. He is. Uh, this This is a Josh Segarra household I am broadcasting from right now. I will tell you this much. He is not only Lance from the other two. By the way, if you haven't watched the other two, what are you doing? So good. HBO Max. He was great. And I love that he was... Good. He had nothing to do with the murders. Yeah. 
Unless he did. My other thing is, is I think a lot of these extra characters, like there's a chance they could actually be bad and be a killer in the next one. Sure. Don't trust anyone, not even me. Did you watch the Scream series? No. Three seasons? No, I didn't. They're not that good, but they're kind of fun. No, yeah. They're fun as in how it's just like, like, we like Scream. Yeah. Yeah. But in that one, I'll just give it away. In that one, the first season... The killer is like an outside, like serial killer stalker. But at the very end, you find out someone in the group was helping them all along. Oh, and so the second, so then in the second series, it's about you're them. like, oh, which one of them is it? And then it was the boyfriend, which I thought was really boring. Uh, well, it's very scream. Yeah. Well, speaking of the boyfriend, one thing Scream Six does, and I thought this was so one thing successful. It Scream Six to me was so good that it made Scream 5 better. It gave this kind of power and validity to Scream 5. Yeah. Which was, I thought, really good and effective. But, and I agree, which is why I do feel they need to let go of the, of the, the last two. Exactly. Of of Gail and Sydney so that they can move on to their own stories. Yes. They very much created a new legacy tying everything back to Jack Quaid in Scream 5, even when that weird amateur remake of Stab was being broadcast on the curtains in the yeah. finale. And then they punctuate the movie by showing that it was it was Richie, it was Jack Quaid's yeah. amateur film the whole time, written and directed by Richie, I forget his last name. That's great. That that gave that made him like a Loomis. Like the fact that the new Billy Loomis is kind of this fucking toxic fan who is obsessed with this franchise, that's perfect. And can I just say also, we never mentioned Dermot Milrooney. Oh he honey, you tried it. he, he, oh, could he still could get still it. get it. I'll give you that. <laughs> he could still get it, but don't don't you try to Lori Metcalf me because you will fail, sir. And you did. Oh, you didn't that, like him in it? I thought that was the weakest. I, I liked him. I, I thought in Act 3, he was fine. Well, no one's going to be fucking Laurie Metcalf. Exactly. I don't know. I But I thought he he tried to go in that direction. And I was like, yeah. Dermot, I, I would have picked a different direction. Yeah. It's good old-fashioned revenge. You killed my son. <laughs> God, I fucking love her. Was that a disparaging remark about my Billy? <laughs> You know, Randy made a disparaging remark. I got a little, a little knife, knife happy. happy. <laughs> oh my god! I watched a TikTok recently where someone, where someone was like, just like like a young Gen Z person was like watching the screen movies. They're like, they're like, what, is that Jackie? Is that Roseanne's sister? Why did nobody tell me about this? <laughs> oh, just you wait. Yeah, this um this one was really good. I loved um Mindy's franchise shit. I loved the scene with Mindy and Kirby when they did like their movie off and there was kind of lesbian undertones, which I, I know felt May it was, December. I felt it was a little that was a little hokey. Oh, you did, I, like that was such <laughs> geeky like fan service. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. Uh, well, Hayden Panettiere needs a win. She certainly also needs a wig, as in a different one. Yeah. 
Well, she's going through it right now. Her brother just died and her husband took her oh, baby to true. Ukraine and she can never see it again. Oh my God, what? You didn't know about that? No. She oh went through postpartum oh, depression and was went into rehab to stop drinking and to get over a postpartum depression. And her husband divorced her and took oh, the no. baby to Ukraine. And now she has no access to it because of the war. And they're like, we're not coming back. So you're probably never going to see her again. Oh my God. And then her brother dies of like heart of like a congenital heart disease. Right. Oh my God. Terrible. Oh, so get, terrible. Let, yay, good. Here you go. Here you are now part of a of a success. This movie made more than its money back the first the first opening weekend. It did. Yeah, it cost thirty five million dollars to make, and it made almost fifty million its opening weekend. Fuck yeah! It's the highest grossing screen movie. It's because it's good. Weekend. It's because so Scream was, is good. Well, it's also when people want to go to movies, they, they want to see either an action movie or they want to see a horror movie. So I think this I think Paramount's like, oh, this is our new bread and butter. So there's going to be a lot more of these. Oh, movies. a lot more. Yeah. Yes. Did you uh, love the little when they showed Jason Takes Manhattan playing on a TV? I yes. It was so funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I know there's a few alleyways in New York. There are very few. That was the only part of me. I was like, oh, okay, I guess there's an alley. Sure. (laughs) They're in that part of town if they exist. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was like how I was. uh, We were rewatching the screams when I was watching Scream 3. Like when he's like, I need to get to my house. And then he's like at Hollywood and Vine. And the next thing you know, he's like in the hills. And I'm like, all right, that's not humanly possible. (laughs) But then you're like, but no one else would know that unless you lived here. Well, when they were in Central Park and they were like, we have to get to the Upper West Side. First of all, they said the Upper West Side. We have to get to the Upper West Side. I was like, you're at Central Park. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, God. Oh, it's so hard being from New York and L.A. and how, like, we're better than everybody. Hey, what do you think of better than me? <laughs> well, I think that covers it. This was fun. I love this talking about fun. Scream. Me I too. Love talking I'm glad about we had a new Oscars, Scream. And I love weren't talking you, about X-Men. And I love talking so with excited. you, Brett. Yeah, weren't you so excited to talk about all these things that we love? Yes. And th- I am too. Next I was. week, I'm going to have until to talk about week. like Marauders or something, and I'm going to blow my brains out. Oh my god! I am going to sh- I'm going to jump off a ladder. <laughs> well, just to let you know, if you get stabbed in the stomach and have to cross a ladder between two buildings, I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but that makes you. Queer. queer specifically a new queer character introduced into the franchise well, she definitely was a lesbian <laughs> bye bye <laughs>